Jack and the Beanstalk Once upon a time, there was a little boy called Jack who lived with his mother. They were very poor, for times had been hard and Jack was too young to work. Almost all the furniture of the little cottage had been sold to buy bread, until at last there was nothing left worth selling. Only their cow Daisy remained and she gave milk every morning, which they took to the market and sold. But one sad day, Daisy gave no milk, and then things looked bad indeed. One day, Jack's mother said to him, Jack, we have no money left. We have no choice but to sell Daisy. Please take her to the market today and sell her for a good price. Jack was sad at the thought of saying goodbye to Daisy, but to his mother he said, Okay mother, you can trust me to make a good bargain. And away he went to the market. Jack walked along sadly, and after a while he came across a butcher. Good morning, said the butcher. Good morning, answered Jack. Where are you going? said the butcher. I'm going to market to sell the cow. Well then, it's lucky that I met you, replied the butcher. I may be able to save you the trouble of going so far. With this, he put his hand in his pocket and pulled out five curious looking beans. What are those? asked Jack. Beans, replied the butcher. But these are no ordinary beans. They are the most wonderful beans that ever were known. Plant them overnight and by the next morning you will find a beanstalk that reaches right into the sky. To save you from going all the way to the market, how would you like to exchange these magic beans for that cow of yours? Yes! shouted Jack, who was so delighted that he ran all the way home to tell his mother about his piece of luck. But Jack's mother was far from pleased. Magic beans? she cried. I've never heard such nonsense. How are we going to feed ourselves with magic beans? Off to bed with you, she cried. And she was so angry that she threw the beans out of the window and into the garden. So poor Jack went to bed without any supper and cried himself to sleep. When he woke up the next morning, the room was almost dark and Jack jumped out of bed and ran to the window to see what was the matter. The sun was shining brightly outside, but from the ground right up beside his window, there was a great beanstalk, which stretched up and up as far as he could see into the sky. I'll just see where it leads to, thought Jack. And with that, he stepped out of the window onto the beanstalk and began to climb upwards. He climbed up and up until after a while, his mother's cottage looked like a tiny dot below. At last the beanstalk ended and Jack found himself in a new and beautiful country. A little way off, there was a great castle 
with a wide road leading straight up to the front gate. But what most surprised Jack was to find a lady suddenly standing beside him. Good morning, said Jack very politely. Good morning, Jack, replied the lady. And Jack was more surprised than ever, for he could not imagine how she knew his name. But he soon found that she knew a lot more about him. She told him how, when he was quite a little baby, his father, a brave knight, had been killed by the giant who lived in the castle, and how his mother, in order to save Jack, had promised never to tell the secret. All that the giant has is yours, she said, and then disappeared quite as suddenly as she came. She must be a fairy, thought Jack. As he drew near to the castle, he saw the giant's wife standing at the door. If you please, ma'am, he asked, would you kindly give me some breakfast? I've had nothing to eat since yesterday. Now, the giant's wife, although very big and very ugly, had a kind heart, so she said, Very well, little man, come in, but you must be quick about it, for if my husband the giant finds you here, he will eat you up, bones and all. So in Jack went, and the giant's wife gave him a good breakfast, but before he had half finished it, there came a terrible knock at the front door, which seemed to shake even the thick walls of the castle. Deary me, that's my husband, said the giantess in a terrible fright. We must hide you somehow. And she lifted Jack up and popped him into the empty kettle. No sooner had the giant's wife opened the door than her husband roared out, Fee, fi, fo, fum. I smell the blood of an Englishman. Be he alive or be he dead, I'll grind his bones to make my bread. It's a boy, I'm sure it is, he continued. Where is he? I'll have him for my breakfast. Nonsense, said his wife. You must be mistaken. It's the food you smell. So the giant sat down and ate up the rest of the breakfast that the giantess had prepared for Jack. When he'd finished, he said, Wife, bring me my bags of coins. So his wife brought him two full bags of gold and the giant began to count his money. But he was so sleepy that his head soon began to nod and then he began to snore like the rumbling of thunder. Then Jack crept out, snatched up the two bags, and though the giant's dog barked loudly, he made his way down the beanstalk, back to the cottage, before the giant awoke. Jack and his mother were now quite rich, but Jack couldn't help going back to the giant's castle. So while his mother was away at market, he climbed up, and up, and up, and up, until he got to the top of the beanstalk again. The giantess was standing at the door, just as before, but she did not recognise Jack. If you please, ma'am, he said, will you give me some breakfast? Run away, she said, or my husband the giant will eat you up, 
bones and all. The last boy who came here stole two bags of gold. Off with you. But the giantess had a kind heart and after a while she allowed Jack to come into the kitchen where she set before him enough breakfast to last him a week. He had hardly begun to eat when there was a great rumbling like an earthquake and the giantess quickly hid Jack in the oven before the giant came in. No sooner was he inside the room than he roared, Fee-fi-fo-fum! I smell the blood of an Englishman. Be he alive or be he dead, I'll grind his bones to make my bread. But his wife told him he was mistaken, and again he ate up the rest of Jack's breakfast before calling out, Wife, bring the little brown hen. The giantess went out and brought in a little brown hen, which she placed on the table. Lay, said the giant, and the hen at once laid a golden egg. Lay, said the giant a second time, and she laid another golden egg. Lay, said the giant a third time, and she laid a third golden egg. That will do for today, said the giant stretched himself out to go to sleep. As soon as he began to snore, Jack crept out of the oven, went on tiptoe to the table and, snatching up the little brown hen, made a dash for the door. Then the hen began to cluck and the giant began to stir, but before he was awake, Jack had escaped from the castle and, climbing as fast as he could down the beanstalk, got home safely to his mother's cottage. The little brown hen laid so many golden eggs that Jack and his mother now had more money than they could spend. But Jack was always thinking about the beanstalk and one day he crept out of the window again and climbed up and up and up and up until he reached the top. This time, you may be sure, he was careful not to be seen. So he crept round to the back of the castle and when the giant's wife went out, he slipped into the kitchen and hid himself in the oven. In came the giant, roaring louder than ever. Fee, fi, fo, fum. I smell the blood of an Englishman. Be he alive or be he dead, I'll grind his bones to make my bread. But the giantess was quite sure that she had seen no little boys that morning. And after grumbling a great deal, the giant sat down to breakfast. Even then he was not quite satisfied, for every now and again he would say, Fee-fi-fo-fum, I smell the blood of an Englishman. And once he got up and looked in the kettle. But of course, Jack was in the oven all the time. When the giant had finished, he called out, Wife, bring me the golden harp. So she brought in the golden harp and placed it on the table. Sing, said the giant. And the harp at once began to sing the most beautiful songs that ever were heard. It sang so sweetly 
that the giant soon fell fast asleep. And then Jack crept quietly out of the oven and going on tiptoe to the table, seized hold of the golden harp. But the harp at once called out, Master, Master! And the giant woke up just in time to catch sight of Jack running out of the kitchen door. With a fearful roar, the giant dashed after Jack, who held the harp tight and ran faster than he had ever run before. The giant, with his long strides, soon began catching up to Jack, and the boy would have been caught if the giant hadn't tripped over a rock. Before he could pick himself up, Jack began to climb down the beanstalk, and when the giant arrived at the edge, he was nearly halfway to the cottage. The giant began to climb down too, but as soon as Jack saw him coming, he called out, Mother, bring me an axe! And the widow hurried out with one. Jack had no sooner reached the ground than he cut the beanstalk right in two. Down came the giant with a terrible crash, and that, you may be sure, was the end of him. What became of the giantess and the castle, nobody knows. But Jack and his mother grew very rich and lived happily ever after. <laughs>